how incredible that you were playing in an arena with elite athletes at the highest level with fans all over the country cheering for you. So the energy was amazing. Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. I hope everyone's doing well. I know it's been so long. I I feel like I haven't been here forever, but it feels really good to be back. And I can't believe it's May. I just, I don't even think the month of April occurred. Um, we got back from the final four. We, well, we lost the national championship game literally the next day. I got the stomach bug on the way, like traveling back. And then a few days later, I got covid and then I went on vacation, which was great. But it, I don't even know where I've been in April. It just it just came and it went. And now it's it's May. Um, and I can't believe the CPSDA conference is in two. It's in less than two weeks. I mean, it's just, it's wild. So hope to see you guys soon. I mean, this is kind of crazy. But um, yeah, so I saw Lee Hullett during March Madness. And I was like, hey, Lee, we should totally like do an episode. We'd talk about, you know, the behind the scenes of March Madness and um fueling a basketball team so I'm just super excited for this episode today and um, Lee recently became the director of sports nutrition at Notre Dame which is amazing and she just has such a great story on you know how that came to be so whether you're interested in you know learning about the behind the scenes of you know working with basketball or just uh looking for some inspo um, I hope this episode you know gives you all that but yeah super excited Lee is the Director of Sports Nutrition at the University of Notre Dame. She is a registered dietitian working to help student-athletes optimize performance, recovery, and health through nutrition. Not going far from Indianapolis, where she was born and raised, she went on to receive her Bachelor's of Science in Dietetics from Indiana University in 2016 and completed her dietetic internship with Wellness Workdays in Hingham, Massachusetts, specializing in sports nutrition. Lee found her way to Notre Dame by doing part of her dietetic internship with the sports nutrition department and quickly felt right at home. Prior to her dietetic internship, she traveled to Bali, Indonesia for a month to study yoga and become a certified yoga instructor. Currently in her fifth year at Notre Dame, Lee oversees two full-time dietitians and 14 student workers, continuing to grow and strengthen their department. Lee works with men and women's basketball, men and women's lacrosse, baseball, men's soccer, swimming and diving, rowing, and cheerleading. She loves connecting with students and helping them achieve their goals by empowering them with positive and attainable nutrition goals and education. Let's jump in and let's meet Lee. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. What's, what's going on in your world? Oh, you know, just the normal grind. I feel like I just saw you not too long ago, and here we are. Back to, we just wrapped up uh, spring football, which is great. Um, but I still have a lot of my teams that are that are still training, and then you know how the off season is for other teams. So 
never stops. Grind never stops. But yeah, I saw you like a month ago and I'm laughing because for some reason I always think of uh, how we were married. We were wearing matching athleta pants, which is just really funny. They don't make them anymore. Uh, anymore but They're not a sponsor for this podcast yet. They're not. not appreciate athleta, so shout out. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It was just so fun seeing you. We saw each other in the Bridgeport Regional for um, women's basketball. And it was actually really nice at our locker rooms. Like I just picture like the Husky head and like the Notre Dame like logo. And it was like randomly kind of right next to each other so we kind of saw each other yeah during the hustle and bustle of everything but I know I'm so happy I got to see you I know that was fun well I was trying to think of do you know how we met was it McCallum in 2019 or did I know know. before that though I I don't know if that was we've been at different CPSCA conference but I think we really hung out yeah you Carrie and I we were like frolicking the streets of where were we Berkeley (laughs) Berkeley (laughs) pre-COVID I know that was that feels actually forever ago yeah yeah I think that's where we first really got to know each other and then have kept in touch since amazing um but yeah I'm super excited for this episode today just talking about we both have had different like March Madness schooling mm-hmm. or just like working with um our team so I'm just super excited but before we dive into the questions from our listeners will you just take us to your career path up to this point like where you started and where you are today yeah, absolutely. I know when you when you sent over a few questions that it was nice to kind of go down memory lane because we're sometimes I at least I find myself like I don't reflect back too much. Um, I don't necessarily have the time to do that, but taking a step back to see where I started to where I am now, I'm so grateful for like each of the opportunities. It wasn't always easy, right? But really grateful to to where I am now. So um I'm from Indianapolis and I went to IU to study dietetics there. Um, in my opinion, IU has a great nutrition program. Um, and I, and I knew like through my junior year that I really wanted to get involved in, um, sports nutrition. So I kind of explored that there. And then I got matched to wellness work days where I did, um, a sports nutrition, uh, like specialty. And with that, one of my, like, aside from the other rotations, one of mine was at Notre Dame. So, I'm jumping really quickly ahead here, but, um, I did like my 10 week rotation here at Notre Dame. And then I ended up staying on because one of our dietitians was pregnant. So it, it, this is actually kind of funny. So for professional development, I sat in on interviews to like, just kind of see how interview processes go for this dietitian that someone was going to take over for her. And so I learned like the different questions you could be asked, right. Just for my own growth. And at the end of them, they were like, the other dietitians that worked here, have you ever considered interviewing for this position? And I was like, no, but like, I mean, I would love to, you know, like, yeah. like now that I know all the questions, like, sure. yeah, yeah. So long story short, I went through the interview process and I actually got that job. So I sat for my RD exam and then, um, started as like part-time and then, so I guess I was an intern part-time worked up to full-time and kind of have experienced each different role. And now I'm the director of sports nutrition here, which is really weird to say and exciting. <laughs> um, but I think that that's something that I've learned a lot is being a part, and you can attest to this too, of being a part of every role, you really have know how the department works and we've seen it grow and COVID really struck us hard, but I've learned a lot from that and grown in that. And we're, I guess we're still experiencing it a little bit, so yeah it's just just casually and then I became the director of sports that's amazing though because I don't think a lot of people it seems kind of rare for somebody to start out as an intern part-time and and like I think it's maybe more common that somebody kind of like 
you know, goes off to another job within a year. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I've explored that. I've explored working in, in different roles and, and in my heart, something didn't feel right. And it kind of led me to, to staying here and growing here. And I keep saying the word growth, but I think that's something that's valuable here. Notre Dame's really big on your growth as a professional. And um, here you are. Here I am. <laughs> How has the transition been? Like, is it, is it something you kind of saw coming or was it just like, here you are, here's all the teams and now you're just. Yeah. It's kind of a loaded question. Um, we had some like staff changes here. So I've over the like three years, right. So I've kind of experienced the role as director, like taken on that responsibility, but never officially was given that title. Um, but it's been really great and, and the staff and students here are so supportive, which is so nice. Um, it, I guess it is what I expected. I'm kind of now really trying to build out our, our department and we just hired someone that will um, take over football, which is really exciting. I'm really excited for this person to do that. And then we'll continue to build on the Olympic side. <laughs> so we're just constantly evolving over here, but it, it's been great to kind of take my own lead and yeah. happen. That's awesome. I think there's something to be said about staying somewhere for yeah. a good amount of time, because I think it's easy to like, if something doesn't go your way once, it's like, oh, like I need to find, you know, that next thing. Uh, there, I, don't, I don't think the grass is always greener on the other side. And like the experience that you gained by staying, like you just said, it wasn't that big of a transition in a way because you were all those steps to get there, set you up for where you are right now. Which is That's so true. And I think what you said, and if any new like RDs are listening to this, it's not always easy. Like you can see things on social media or Instagram that like make it look like extravagant all the time, but it's really hard. And the hours are so long and there's so much behind the scenes that people don't see, like even like your, your close coworkers, but true, like your nutrition department really gets the grind. And I think like, don't give up. It can be really hard, but keep, don't give up. The best is yet to come through. Yeah. Please don't give up. Like it's all about the small, the small victories, right? So, yeah. All right. So before we jump into our questions, will you kind of give the listeners a background of like your role with men and women's basketball? Because I believe yeah. you like both and just like yeah. a little bit of your March Madness experience. So because we're a little understaffed, I have like 14 teams that I work with, but like two of like the teams that take a lot of my time would be men's and women's basketball. So I do have both teams, which is a little different than some other universities, but I seem to manage it pretty well. It's all about organization and really crazy, but it works out really well. So yeah, I have both, I oversee both men's and women's basketball. Um, and you, you tell me about you. Yeah. So for my role, I just work really close with women's right now, but, um, probably the biggest difference between this year and last year is this year I had um, SNP for the first time. And so obviously I'm like one person for, you know, all the sports, but by having SNP, I uh, like allocated my SNP, like four or five teams that, you know, did a lot of the education the past, you know, four years. So it gave me the opportunity to work really close with basketball, like plan all their meals and snacks, you know, yep. uh, travel, like all, all those things. So that's been really cool because a lot of my job was not like just counseling, but because you're the only one, like, of course, like everyone just being sent your way, but mm -hmm. it's been really cool. Like seeing more of the operational side of things. And like, I Absolutely. love working with basketball because it's, you know, a 10 to 14 person team, you can really make an impact and, um, visualize it. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. I work very closely with our director of ops on 
director of operations on both sides from like they help with logistics, but I have full control of meals, snacks, hydration, fluids, anything from that from pregame to postgame to late night snack to our day today fuel station right so they're they're it's it's funny it's like they're on my speed dial one of the directors office is like I talk to you more than I talk to my significant other I'm like yep <laughs> sounds about right you're just on constant speed dial with yeah. them and like I'm on their teamwork so I always know what's happening when but yeah this is like I don't know, I never felt like this before. And it just, it's been so enjoyable because I've had the time to do it. And I didn't feel like I was taking away from anything else because my SNP was carrying a lot of the load with those teams and doing a great job. So um, yeah, it's just been an incredible experience. And now we're going to jump into the listeners' questions. So okay. we're going to go through the questions okay. um, from our listeners. And then Lee and I are going to answer them just based on our different experiences. But these are the questions that um, were sent in via Instagram. So hopefully we answer a lot and um, answer your questions about March Madness. Um, the first question is, how do you fuel late night games with a 9.30 p.m. tip off? I think this was referring to potentially the final four game, which was at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. But luckily, the final four game for Stanford was 8.30 p.m. And Lee, we know that our difference makes... Like, yeah, if it was at 9.30, I'd be sleeping. And so yeah, I'm like, I need to be in REM sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, so that was, so our latest game on the East Coast, or the latest game that we had was round two. It was home versus UCF and it was at 9 p.m. Did What was your latest game during yeah, that? I'm, I'm trying to think about that. Well, I'm just thinking during season. Oh, I guess we're talking about March Madness. We had some nine, nine o'clock tips, so somewhat used to it. But I want to say, a lot of it, if I'm being honest, is jumbled together. However, I think when we played into our playoff game to get into the tournament in Dayton, it was a nine or nine thirty tip because then we were on a, a red eye that night to get to California. So I, I think it was fairly late, maybe nine o'clock. Yeah, um, I think that sounds right. So yeah, it's a lot of it, in my opinion, and and you feel free to jump in is planning a few days ahead, like what, what those meals look like to kind of get into the routine of a late night tip. Yeah. Well, what's kind of odd for us is like, what's kind of weird is March madness. I mean, it was an advantage. We had a home game because, um, yeah. whatever the, I forget how it works, the seating. So that's yeah. great, but it also doesn't feel like March madness because you're at home in a way. So it's kind of trippy because we played Monday at 9 PM and it's not like they don't go to class that day. So it's very odd. And, but we had a really interesting situation where they lost electricity like the campus that morning so nobody went to class anyways but yeah long story short you just try to plan it out like you'll be assigned shoot around times and I know Lee mm -hmm. like you probably know that like with just planning a March Madness like you might not know when your practice time is but you have to plan the meal but you're like I don't know when to get you know you're yes. just it's like it's fake planning but you just have to like you know once you find out the schedule okay lunch is now going to be at two yeah. shoot arounds at one and pregames at five so you just kind of like um, like, I think we had a breakfast buffet open like 10 to 12 that day because, you know, yep. at the time they were supposed to have class and they were coming in out of class and then shoot around was at like two or three and pregame was at four. And, you know, in between they have access to the fueling station because we're at home, but it's just sense. odd because we weren't away. And so it just like the mindset is just odd, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So for us, well, I, I'm thinking back to it now is exactly what you said. We don't know practice times or shoot around. So what I do is I make a series of different schedules. I always try to make breakfast 
the like uh, like a similar time because we, we really value their sleep so we tailor that based upon travel and like if it's a really early morning shoot around we probably wouldn't take it and it would just be later in the day but I remember like when everything got announced we were like in one of our conference rooms me the ops like our sport admin and like an assistant coach like going through logistics of the schedule to like one in the morning planning things out so that's what a lot of this is and I guess that we'll get to the last minute question here in a little bit but for, I guess for a 9.30 tip, like um, we normally, I don't know about you guys, plan pregame meal like three and a half to four hours before tip off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of work backwards that way. Have breakfast, like a normal breakfast plan for them. And then the guys make fun of me because oftentimes I'll have like a light lunch and then pregame meal. And I'm like, everyone loves a light lunch. <laughs> No, but that's what's, what was the issue? It's not an issue because at that point you just kind of roll with it because it's what you have to do. And so like we had not an issue, but it was like our shoot around was like at one, but pregame meal was at like four, but like lunch would be awkward at two, but we just had wraps in a meal room because you're like, you don't want them to not eat if breakfast was at 10, but like yeah. pregame meal is, you know, so you just kind of like give everyone a heads up. You always have a PB and J or Uncrustable on you. Like yeah. the time frames are not perfect, but like you could work with them as long as you're like, you know, you have. Yeah. things with you and by that point like what you've built solid rapport like me with both the men's and women so it's just about communication this is what we're doing I'll have smoothies and like our snack table set up and then normally we'll have a light lunch and then sometimes a, a full like larger lunch and then pre-game meal and then with that obviously post-game meal oftentimes depending on if you're staying or not you'll have it delivered to the arena or just go back to the hotel and eat it well, will you explain your travel schedule between the men and women? Because I don't think people would understand like what you were doing in that yeah. month because I was not doing that and it was enough, like I was busy enough. So I can't imagine like your schedule. Will you just explain it to everyone? Uh, well, I have to say I'm very lucky. My um, assistant director of sports nutrition, Taylor, was so great because she was back here in South Bend and she really helped me cover my other teams that I couldn't necessarily be present for. Obviously, I'm still working remotely like coordinating with other ops and coaches and like students but she really like did a great job managing home base for me so shout out to Taylor for doing that um but yeah I was on a lot of airplanes we were doing the math so me um our cheer, head cheer coach and our uh sports medicine doc we went to women's to men's like back and forth so there at one point I was like in from ACC tournament into March Madness I was in like Greensboro to New York, to Dayton, Ohio, back to, oh, straight to San Diego, to Oklahoma, back to San Diego, Oklahoma, and then, yeah, it was crazy. Did you, like, by an accident, like, make a men's meal for a women's team? Like, that's what my mind, like, do you actually yeah. get confused? Because, like, there's so much planning that you could easily be like, oh, whoops, I thought that was for, like, that schedule. It's that's a great question. I, like, hyper analyzed everything so I have different binders for for the teams and then documents and I will say like I had menu fatigue I don't know if you felt that way at the end I'm like I can't get much more creative than what I've come up with but what I try to do is oh like depending on where we are like like we were by the water so I tried to incorporate seafood when I could or like just add a little bit of the different cuisine but like pregame meals very consistent for us our breakfasts are pretty consistent right but it allowed for a little bit of flexibility and fun. So yeah, I didn't necessarily mix it up, but sometimes I was like, oh, wow, I wrote a really good menu for women's. I'm going to transfer that to the men's. Yes. Well, that brings us to our, our next question. Um, one of the questions 
our listeners asked was how do you get all the food ordered to the hotel and plan the menus on such short notice? I guess, yeah, yeah do you wanna go first? Sure, um, that's a really good question. Um, a lot of it is, so what I sometimes tried to do is plan in advance as much as I could, just like I would write out basic templates when I knew we were gonna be there. But in the end, like for example, when we, for the men, we were in Dayton and we had to get to San Diego, I, I had a San Diego plan. Like sometimes you can kind of know where you would advance to. So I had a plan, but it's really working closely with your director of operations or whoever, I guess, based on the university helps with logistics and having constant communication, communication with the hotel staff from banquet manager to food and beverage. Um, we, we honestly were on a texting basis. Like as soon as we knew we were advancing, we would text them. We're like, we're on our way. And then it was planning like hot meals in San Diego at three in the morning, like our time, right. To have food for the team when they got there. Um, so a lot of it is trying to plan ahead the best that you can and then adjusting as you go and just really communicating to the hotel. Like we have no idea if we're going to be there or not, but this I know, is that's the worst is playing these meals for like Sunday, Monday, but if we, yeah. if we win, add an ice cream bar. But if we don't, like, don't do yeah. that. It's trying to finagle the system to understand, like, when's the latest possible opportunity the, the hotel needs to order the food where you don't get charged for it. Like, because you, you, you hope that you advance, but you don't always do that. So, but also the hotels know, like, that one yeah. of the teams is coming. So it's not like these hotels are like, what? Like, you're playing basketball and you need all this. Like, they know. So it's not like, what? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So from like the Monday, were you guys Friday, Sunday, or were you a Saturday, Monday um, schedule? What was your, do you remember? Well, probably different for men or women. I honestly can't remember, but we had like, we had a day, we had one day to get acclimated and then pull up but the girl the women had a little bit more time oh we were the same actually because you guys like really killed Oklahoma and I was watching that game before we played UCF because that was was awesome because we flew with some of the staff I was able to fly to Oklahoma to see them and they just they came out with so much energy you know they were so fueled and hydrated they were just (laughs) no that was amazing I was like oh my god they're killing them yeah that's what I was doing from like seven to eight like watching that game because it was like all right you know we already set up the snacks now we just wait um but yeah so after that game on Monday you know we had well for you guys like you had to fly so like you were saying you only had a day we had like two days to plan because our Bridgeport is in Connecticut. So we were just busing down. So that probably gave you the biggest opportunity to like plan ahead if you needed it. What people don't know, or I didn't, I didn't know this was like the NCAA provides meals, which is actually kind of nice depending on how you want to use them. But like, I, I think there's some days where you have like shoot around at like noon or one. And like one of the options was like the NCAA will give you like turkey ham sandwiches. And like, that was a great opportunity because I didn't have to like order anything or like I mean it wouldn't be a big deal if the hotel had to do it but it was like the NCAA just like had it set up in our locker room and it, and it worked for what it was so like that was nice I agree because I, I think some people that are involved with it don't realize the media and the, all the meetings that the team and coaches have to be involved with so like oftentimes we wouldn't practice let's say we had a practice at three but we would get there at noon for yeah. media or different 
like meetings that they had. So that was really nice. I oftentimes did smoothies then paired with what they offered and not all the girls took it or guys, but it was great that they had that on hand. Cause you know, someone's always hungry. Yeah. So like the only post-game meal I had to order was like the, after the elite eight, because like, regardless, we were leaving the, the facility, but like we were going back to the hotel regardless of yeah. the sweet 16. So it wasn't, I mean, it's stressful planning, but it's not like you need a post-game meal from the outside, like every game or anything like that. But what's really interesting was, so the night we played NC State, I mean, I I didn't know if this was normal or not. Apparently it wasn't like, it's called a host. So like in Minneapolis, the hotels know, like they know like who could potentially be staying there. So like we were staying at the embassy suites and I guess there's someone called a host and like they send you it's kind of like a nutrition intern but that's not what they're for they're for like just helping your operations people yeah. and just like kind of like your team like tour guide mm-hmm. and so our host sent our ops person like here's a list of great sandwich shops in Minneapolis like great smoothies Aussie so there's wow. like a list. yes and so we got that information Monday night but keep in mind we did not play yet so it was kind of like this weird oh my god like we don't we don't even know if we're gonna make it but it was good to know because if you do make it like you want to know like you need to start planning so it kind of like freaked me out because I was like oh my god like this is so weird like this is you know happening or it's not so obviously thank god we won but like so when you go to Minneapolis like almost this um host she was so nice her name was SJ but she she was like my nutrition intern. So like when I ordered Aussie bowls and like maybe the team was coming out sooner and the guy just like showed up, like she went down and like, you know, brought the Aussie bowls up to the table. So nice. So nice. So like, you didn't have to like, you know, you know how you usually call like sports dietitians in the area and ask them to a list of like Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, like what was in the area. And like, we utilized that list a good amount. So um, that was kind of random because I didn't know that. And like, they took us to Mall of America. They were like, Hey, like we have a car, we can drive you guys. So like very random. I don't think people would know that. That's so nice. Yeah. Kind of bringing back a point for those that kind of wonder how we find restaurants for post-game meals or whatnot, like at least for the ACC schools we have a running drive that we input like each each, like university inputs um restaurants in the area which I which is really helpful so I I look through that all the time or like quite honestly I google like our hotel or the arena and oftentimes we're going through maps just trying to find local restaurants so that's what I did and I planned a lot like on planes and on buses it was like constantly inputting menus and looking things up so that's how I got a lot of my stuff done last minute yeah. So there's like a lot of forms involved. Like I think every day the NCAA had like, okay, here's a ice cream Sunday bar is Sunday. Then Monday's a PB and J bar. And it's really hard because they're like asking you what time you want it at, but you don't have your practice time or like meal times or like anything. So you're like, I'm not just going to be like, have an ice cream bar if you don't even know when you like, when you need it sort of thing. So, um, yeah, like people wouldn't realize maybe there's like all these, like there's like free food. There's a player's lounge at the final floor with like a whole Powerade fridge, water fridge. Um, there's like snacks, like an area they can like hang out in. Uh, but the hotel staffs know you're coming on like, I think on any end of March Madness. So it's it's not as complicated, but yeah, you have to be on your toes because, you know, maybe one night they're like, oh, um, we're going to go out to dinner this night. And then the plan changes and they want to, you know, eat at the hotel and, you know, for better or for worse, we had like a short selection from one of the hotels, but like you just you make the best out of it and you try. Like, yeah, you're at the end. So you're like, it's going to be fine. Like everyone's going to survive. Yeah, you know? absolutely. How do you optimize your body and maximize your mind to get the most out of every day? 
You need the right fuel and you need Momentus. Momentus offers high quality, lab tested, next generation sports and human performance products. Check out their Momentus Collagen Shot, the first and only collagen gel that's made for people on the go, promoting long-term joint health and resilience against injuries. And you'll even love Momentous Elite Sleep, a unique research-backed formula designed to help you fall asleep easier and achieve higher quality sleep all night long, improving recovery and performance. LiveMomentous.com has everything you need to get stronger, go longer, and recover faster. Momentous has even been awarded six innovation contracts with the Department of Defense to support elite special forces and other military personnel. Get the most innovative human optimization and nutritional supplements for athletes of all types. Get Momentous. Go to livemomentous.com now and use the new code, I repeat, new code, RDSnippets20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's R-D-S-N-I-P-P-E-T-S-2-0. Thank you so much, Momentous, for sponsoring this episode. Um, our next question is, what is the most challenging best part of your job in March Madness? Or what was the most challenging best part of your job in March Madness? You can take this one first. It's challenging. I think, what did I, challenging? I think, I don't know if this is like the right answer, but I think, I think you just, you adjust. So I don't think it was that challenging that you're like, oh, I don't know when these things are. Cause that's just what it is. But like, Mm-hmm. maybe it's navigating something new like I've never done this before so maybe that was challenging um yeah. I think what was challenging in general this season because I've never really done it before was like when I traveled you know I planned like all the meals and so I think just the stress of like if this doesn't show up like this is going to be really bad you know because it's yeah, on me I can really so, we take uh, it personal when really it's not like on us but it's like right. food is such like a everyone eats right so when you're in charge, we're in charge of planning every single meal. It feels like it's all on you. Right. And then like, you know, of course they're going to forget someone's, you know, side dish. And it's like the end of, not the end of the world, but you know what I mean? Like you just try and like, you're probably, I probably call the restaurant on game day, maybe four times, not going to lie. Like, I'm like, Hey, you know, did you get it? Are you good? Are you still coming? Like, Oh, it's halftime because if it doesn't show up, then like, what, why? Oh God, we've all been there. Yeah. Not great. Um, okay. You do challenging first and then we'll do yeah aside from the travel that was that was it was like such a a wild like really great experience of being ever like I lived out of the suitcase for a month over a month right the in the time zones was somewhat tough like acclimating to that but um part of it was also like managing my team and my staff back home which was kind of hard um yeah. So I'd say that was it with, with two teams. Like it, it wasn't like challenging. It, it just was somewhat tough that I couldn't be both places at the exact same time. Like as president. They wanted both teams to feel valued and supported to the best that I could. And I, I think I did a good job with it. Right. But I think for any of our sports, right. We realize we can't be everywhere at once, but you dedicate the time that you can and show your presence when you can. Yeah. What about you go first now for the best part or the mm-hmm. The best part of your job in March Madness. Seeing the women crush, sorry, Oklahoma fans, appreciate you, but seeing them crush them and come out with an energy I've never seen them have before was like an experience that I won't ever forget. Um, and the guys, when our guys beat Rutgers at Dayton, it, it was going into overtimes and it it was- Oh yeah, that was crazy. Wasn't it St. Patrick's Day? 
it was, was yes, yes, yes. It was so, that was really awesome. And then we took a red eye to San Diego and that was just really amazing. So I, so many great things of meeting, seeing different dietitians and different teams. And just, I think one of the best parts of, about that is you build strong rapport, like you build it throughout the year, but you're in it in deep with like the staff and the coaches and you're all on this high together. And I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> no, it's so, no, it really is so special. Um, I was just trying to think back if anyone watched the MC state UConn game, it was like, um, yeah, an anxiety attack the whole game. I actually was like, I got the post game meal and they were like running late. And I was like trying to get back for the first overtime. I didn't know there's only going to be one. And I was like, trying to, cause I didn't want to miss it. Yeah. One just like, running on the court I mean it just was like like a fairy tale you know and I know people go like UConn goes every year blah blah blah. but like we had a really crazy year this year we had a lot of injuries and um it was just so rewarding because like the odds were kind of against us but um that was crazy and then uh what people also might not know is like when you or at least this year when you win the elite eight um you we got back at 1 a.m you have to repack and you leave the next day at 4 p.m so like all day at work the next day I'm repacking replanning you're getting all these forms from the NCAA of like what snack do you want when and what meal do you want so it's like it's kind of a lot but it's like it's you I mean it's the best a lot you could ever want I mean it just was like you don't sit down or else you're not getting back up no no and then um yeah it's just I don't know like you're with them so much throughout the year and just to see it come come out you know whatever it is I mean only one team can win but like just being able to go as far as you can and you know like live those experiences mm-hmm. you just feel like really yeah like, really grateful and, and I think it's something I'll speak to my teams because I, I don't know how other teams do it but just seeing how hard our athletes and our coaches and the full staff work to get there like it takes a village and that's so awesome but our kids are still going to class like they won a basketball game and then they're hopping on study hall yeah finish a meeting or they're in study hall before they're about to play in the sweet 16 and you're like yep this is just what we do and it's just so amazing like people don't see necessarily see them that way when they're watching them on tv and I think they need to remember that like it, they're pretty amazing it is very different watching in person than like watching from tv that's something I didn't really like think about but like it's actually less not stressful but like you're not there's not yeah. like commentators with you when you're in person because you're just like you're just there, um, but but yeah, it's just crazy. Okay, next question. What was the biggest challenge you had to overcome this season? I guess that's a different question. Yeah. Anything in particular? Hmm. I don't necessarily know if this was a challenge, but I also, like I worked with the teams like as we transitioned staff some of last spring, but with COVID and I was really, heavily involved with football that I wasn't around the team as much so I think kind of just like building trust with the teams and the staffs like I'm here for the long run was I don't necessarily know if it was a challenge but it took some time and like I went all in and they just bought into me right away which was really great so I think I think that's something that we kind of overcome and transitioned away from COVID protocols into like kind of more quote-unquote normal eating yeah I don't know. I don't really know. I don't love that. I know what you mean, like buffets and no masks and like sitting together. (laughs) What what Um, about you? I think probably the most challenging thing, like maybe it's more of a general statement is, you know, these are elite basketball players, whatever team you're on, at least 
um, for men and women. And so I think just like, maybe just like naturally, like why would somebody who's so elite, like not like care about nutrition, but it's been really cool just kind of seeing everyone buy in at different times. And I don't know about you, but it's, I don't know if people would think like every day I'm like educating them or it's, it's more of like, just like this natural presence and there's food available and it means something and they know what to eat when it's not like every day I'm giving a team talk and, you know, like it's, it's a little bit more natural, I think, but because they're like this high level you know, you just, it's a different vibe. Like you're not trying to be like, listen to me. Like it's I more one-offs, like natural conversations where you learn the most are like, Lee, why am I eating this? Or should I eat this? Or yeah. I think seeing the maturity of the, of some of both the men and the women, like being willing to try new things and kind of expand their palates and realize like, okay, eat your gushers when you want them. Right. But like, how can we, uh, add in a, one more vegetable in your meal and make sure that you're getting adequate carbs because you're constantly on the go, right? Like we work a lot through all that. So I try to, I try to meet them where they are and be approachable and realistic. Like, and, and they're really willing, both, both my teams are really willing to try new things. And I make it fun. I'm like, I'm the cool aunt, you know, I'm not the food police. Like let's try new well, things. A golf coach called me once and I was like, you know what? He's not wrong. Yeah but we're like the cool ants. <laughs> we don't delegate playing time. We won't tell on you. Exactly. All right. Next one. I don't know if this is a question, but it was just like this person wrote travel, daily schedule, personal highlights, and special food additions for the team. So take that with whatever you'd like to share. Yeah. So um, hmm. travel was interesting. We, um, we chartered to where we go. So we fly um, which is really nice unless we're within certain distance we'll, we'll bus. So that makes the days a little bit quicker. So I, I always plan for a departure meal for the team before they get on the bus to the airport. And then we'll have like hydration bottles for them when they're flying, right? Because you lose fluids as you're flying. Um, and then it, it really depends. Let's say we have a long bus ride, like to New York, it was longer from the airport to the hotel. So, um, and for the women, we planned a smoothie Okay, I'll speak to Connecticut. Like we sm- planned for smoothies when they right when they got off the plane to sip on. That looks so fun. <laughs> Thanks. And then as they got to the hotel, right? And then um, usually we would arrive at night so that the team can get class in that day. So then we'll have a meal at the hotel and then depending on that, a late night snack. Then you wake up and if it's a, if you play the next day, normal breakfast, kind of like we spoke to earlier, breakfast, light lunch or a regular lunch, pregame meal, postgame meal. This is so random, but sorry to interrupt. This is so random, but there's nothing worse than a 3 p.m. game. I just want to put that out there because you're like, what time is breakfast at 10, 11? But then you're like, I don't want to, like, it's just weird. I had that once for our like conference tournament and I don't know. Oh, it's because they assigned our shoot around time at like 8 a.m. So it was like, okay. Like it just was weird. So you get assigned things that you're like, this doesn't make sense, but there's like 10 other teams playing. So you can't choose what would make sense. Sorry, continue. When we played, when our women played in Bridgeport, um, our shoot around time was 6 a.m. Yeah. I thought I saw you at like noon one day. That was, that's when we probably got there for the game. But yeah, there was a 6 a.m. So that was an interesting day where you plan around that, but um yeah but like that's like really random but like it actually like affects like the rest oh, yeah yeah so the schedules kind of vary right um and then you try to like plan snacks and hydration around like rehab time recovery norma teching all that kind of stuff 
special food additions for the team. Hmm. Oh gosh. I sprinkled in a few desserts. Oh, fajita oh. night is a big go-to for us because you can do taco salads. You can do ta- like tacos, burrito, like everything. So um, one thing that at least our men's team really likes sushi. So oh, that's I did like a celebratory, like Asian themed night of like stir fry station, ramen bowls, like fried rice, all of that. But then I had sushi and we were in California. So it was really fresh. And that was a special addition that I thought was, was nice. I think you make a good point too. Like it's fun to do those. Like, I mean, granted, it's not fun because if you lose, you know, it's it's really interesting to plan a meal that you're like, this could be really fun if we win. And you're like, this could also be really depressing. Like, so it's cool to like live out, like, because I know we both have won, you know, at least one game to see like, oh, this meal is enjoyable. Um, Mm -hmm. in the final four, like we have a meal and it's either like a happy meal or like a depression meal because you don't know if you're going to win or not. And so we've had both. We've had both. Oh my gosh. Uh, but that's where you can be creative. It's like when you know, like it's a game night at the end, usually because you're not, you know, there's not like anywhere to be the next day or anything mm-hmm. like pressing. Exactly. But yeah, what about what was the energy like? Yeah. That's one of the questions like the energy of the team or the energy like environment I think they're asking like what was the energy like at March Madness like yeah it was pretty amazing it was yeah it, it was really great everyone was just like it, it was cool because everyone was really excited to be there yet they were very dialed in you're very like locked in everyone has the same goal but I think part of it like I think our coaches have done a good job like take a step back. You are in March madness. Like what a true honor and like accomplishment that you are here. And you forget that, right? Like you just like go in, you keep, you go from one place to the next, but taking a step back to really soak in the accomplishment it took to get there, I think is something that our coaches did a really good job of, of saying. And like, when you lose, right, it sucks. Like you want to keep going, but like how incredible that you were playing in an arena with elite athletes at the highest level um, with fans all over the country cheering for you. So the energy was amazing. Yeah. When I, I get goosebumps kind of thinking about it actually. Yeah. For the, I don't know what I was thinking, but like it was the final four game. It was 8 30 PM central time or whatever, 9 30 yeah. Eastern time. And I don't know, like, you're just like there. And like, at this point, like you've like, your goal is to get as far as you can. And like, when you're at the final, like, this is it. Like, so you're not like, not like you're not stressed or not, but I didn't really know what to, ex- not like expect, but like Stanford was the reigning, you know, national champion. And like, we had such a crazy season that like, I just, I didn't know. And like, we won that game and I don't, I don't know if I didn't expect it, but it was just like, so cool to like see another day. Like, because I, you just felt, it just felt so great to just be there and like, just like being near the court. Like, you're like, this is the final four. Like it's bizarre. And then what also I don't think people would know is like if you make it to the national championship game like the day right after the final four so the day in between like that in the national championship game they have um like open practices which like the teams aren't showing like all all their like plays in front of like fans yeah we had like yeah oh you had those too maybe more so for the men oh the men had I think maybe the men we had open practices Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just really cool because like the team comes in, there's fans, the kids are so excited and like they're interviewing like all the kids there with posters and they're like, you know, who's your favorite player? And they're like all going around. And it just was so nice. Cause you know, you're just like, this is it. Like you don't, 
whatever you dream about, it's like here. And you're just like, I didn't know that was going to happen kind of, or like what an open practice really meant, but it's like all the fans um, just come watch and they're just so excited. And, um, you know, we'd go out to restaurants and you forget because you're with our athletes all the time. You don't really think much about it. Like that they're like well-known people and like people are clapping for us. Like, it's really funny. Like you just forget. Um, and then like in the lobby, I don't know if they did this, um, like if your fans did this for like, um, Bridgeport, but they, you know, when you come down the stairs and go on the bus, like everyone's cheering. I mean, it's like crazy. Our, our band and cheer team did a send off, but yeah, that that's really cool. And that's interesting. we never, we don't really go to restaurants as a team. We, we did it a couple times, like as like a special occasion, but we tend to which is something different, right? How each RD does it differently is we tend to plan everything through the hotel. But like, for example, for ACC's for men's basketball, we had, we were there for a longer stretch. So we surprised the guys and did like one night at a nice like steakhouse, but we tried to like during those times, we never really ate at restaurants. Go out. Yeah. I just like forget, like we got off a bus and people are like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. what? Like you just like, it's just funny. You're like these people, like they like live for this and like, you're a part of this and it's like wild. Like you're, you know, whatever small part we are, it's like, you're still there with them. Yeah, we're lucky. Are you ready for the rapid fire? <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you heard, but Skittles took out the lime flavor. No. Is wait, oh, is it now apple or something? Oh, I don't know. It was like, they took out lime and then there was this big thing on Twitter that they added it back. Like, what's your opinion on that? Did you care about yeah. lime? To what be honest, I didn't even know that was a thing, but like, I'm not a lime gal, so I'd be cool if it was gone. Yeah, like people were like outraged and like, okay, if it was like, I don't know if it's strawberry or like the red one and the purple it's one. Like, yeah, like, That's something to be upset about, but like the lime skittle, <laughs> like I think we could, we could be fun. That's so funny. I had no idea. Learned something new today. Sour go. skittles are good though. Okay. Um, most embarrassing or like mistake working with basketball or just something like mm. almost embarrassing or. I probably do embarrassing things all the time that I don't realize are embarrassing. Um, or like a mistake that you almost made or like something, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess it necessarily wasn't on me, but I've had, there's one away trip. We don't talk about it all the time, but that I had food ordered and the restaurant, like our, our, one of our senior managers, he's so great. And I was so embarrassed because we had all the food orders set. They were so on top. You know, when you work with a restaurant, you're like, well, I'm not even worried. It's going to be perfect. They're going to oh, be early. Yeah. Nope. They were, we lost. And then they were 45 minutes late and forgot like a third of the food orders. So I was very embarrassed because I wasn't there to handle it. And our senior manager had to take a lot of the heat for it at the time. So that was an embarrassing moment, but that's one of the uncontrollables that like yeah. you, can't, you can't control a, a delivery driver or a restaurant all the yeah. time. You can do your best. So that was kind of embarrassing. Oh, that's the word. It's like just so bound to happen. Or like one time, I think the first time I ever traveled, it was fine because they ended up coming a little earlier, but they forgot silverware, like, or they forgot dressings for the salad. Like, do you, like why but the but then we started like bringing dressing packets with us or extra you know plastic silverware but like it's like yes. really funny oh, things that yeah. you're like um I'm trying to think so I was lucky this did not happen but I try to pick out the restaurants like two weeks in advance of like wherever like a post-game meal is just to make sure like they could do it and all yeah. stuff. and um I was telling our SID I was like because they like to know like where were you doing it so yeah. I sent her the restaurant and we were playing in Marquette Wisconsin and I don't know what I was Googling and I didn't realize that this was restaurant was in Marquette, Michigan. 
And the woman said, yep, fine. Which I think she was like in a rush and didn't really read my email that we were in Wisconsin. Yeah. And so two days before the trip, when I showed my SID, she was like, Liz, like this is in Michigan. And I was like, no, it's not. Like I usually check it. I was like, oh my God, she just saved my ass. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, that could have happened. And that would have been like a four hour delivery. From Can you <laughs> a long time Michigan. But yeah, like, that's now you, I double check it. You just honestly triple check everything. Yeah, you can never under call a restaurant to make sure. Like, I'm like, sorry, it's me again. I know I'm really- okay, it's me, we're best friends now. Um, we good for tonight? <laughs> are you Are you coming? Are you all the way? Yeah, but I'm like, so it's halftime. Like, you know, are we- <laughs> Like, yeah, it's really funny. But yeah, it, once you do it for a, a while, like you realize like they show up. Like most Absolutely. of them show up. Cause it looks bad on them as they don't. Yeah. Um, best advice for a new RD working with basketball? Oh man. Mm. be okay with the fluidity and like be organized <laughs> plan ahead honestly like plan ahead would be my biggest thing I had all the schedules up on my wall like would check off <laughs> whenever a game was done like had a full binder be just be organized I think would be my biggest piece of advice that's good what's your Dunkin or Starbucks order Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't know if I've ever had coffee from Duncan. I might've, there there are Duncans here, but I think that's more of an East coast thing, but I know people I work with here are big Duncan people and we got some here in South Bend. Um, I know I'm just a normally like a, a cold brew or like just a black coffee. I don't really get anything fun. Like for me being fun would be getting like the nitro cold brew I don't know I've always wanted to try the pink drink but I just feel like it won't be worth it but I just there's something about it that makes me want to try it I just haven't gotten there yet I love coffee but I just like it plain Plain. what about you um I from Starbucks I like the skinny vanilla latte iced okay Um, Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't know it came iced like I used to order it hot because it's like a middle of like a hot chocolate or coffee like that's what I like about it and then by an accident someone made it cold and I was like oh this is really good Mm. um but then from Duncan I get a medium iced coffee with oat milk and two splenda oh wow okay recently I'll go there I'll try it and I'll let you know I'll send you a pic they're running out of oat milk in Connecticut though because I've been to two Duncans and they're like we don't have oat milk and they're like do you want almond milk but I don't the almond milk tastes kind of weird at Duncan for some reason. So I just honestly, sorry, that made me think one of the largest challenges for me was labor and food supply chain shortages, working with hotels, like severely severely understaffed or like they couldn't get food fast enough for quick turnaround. So oftentimes, like I dealt with that all year. So was like compromising and alternating your menus and being creative in that sense. Sorry, that made me think of it. No, I was just going to ask you actually, anything else like to wrap up basketball or just anything about anything you want to share with the people out there? Oh man. Basketball related before we get to the big question. Um, really connect with your coaches and take advantage of them. Like be present when you can, like by being present, you build trust. And when you build trust, people listen to you. And it it doesn't have to be, as you said, like these team talks, like have a one-off conversation over dinner where, where you are human. You're not shown as like a food police or I, I don't judge what they're eating. I'm just, my goal is to help them be the 1% behind the scenes that takes them to the next level from a food standpoint. So yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Like, don't try too hard. Just yeah. like yourself and, um, you know, everyone around you who's the support staff, the coaches, like if you're yeah, one often, lucky. They, they want you around. So yeah, we're lucky that I'm very lucky that our coaches and staff support what I do. So amen. Last question. Are you ready? Oh God, sure. <laughs> if you could tell your younger already self one thing, what would you say? Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, I'd probably say I'm proud of you. Like, I'm really proud of you and look how far you've come. Like you did it. Look how far you've come. That's what I would say. You did do it, Lee. You are a really good inspiration. You, you, you are doing it. Like, like, I just think like it didn't, not, not everything worked out for me right away. Right. I took time, but because one door closed, it allowed for another door to open for me. And it brought me here. And I think that's something to remember, like if your dream job didn't present itself or the path that you thought you were taking didn't work out, like take that moment to reflect and be like, it's, it can be hard in the moment be like, okay, there's a reason I'm not supposed to be here. Or I'm supposed to do this and, and continue to network and build your relationships because I'm a firm believer in the relationships that you build and the way you communicate makes you the best dietitian. You can know all of the nutrition facts in the world or you know what I'm trying to say, but if you can't connect with people or you don't like care about them on a personal level, I don't think that takes, I don't think that makes you the best dietitian for this role. And that's my personal opinion, but I, I think that's something to give people hope. Like if you can con connect, that will make you a great practitioner. I agree. It's so much more than nutrition and um, exactly. Amazing. Well, Lee, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for our listeners for submitting questions. Oh, um, Lee, where can people reach you if they have more questions or? Yeah. So I guess our Notre Dame, um, we have an Instagram, you know, we have a little bit yeah. of a following. So you can follow us. Yeah. We're, we're Irish underscore fuel. So we oftentimes throw different tips on there. We highlight our student athletes, us, our student workers. So feel free to follow us, but um, my Instagram, is that how people connect? I don't know. Like, I don't know. If I... Well, I just realized, are you on a CPSCA? You are, right? Yes, I'll be, I'll be in the conference network. Yes. Catch me there. So I can't wait. We're getting, we can like, I, yeah, it's wild. I can see you like a couple times this some year. What the heck? No, we're just so lucky. I'm so lucky. Well, thank you all for listening. And Lee, thanks for being here. And... Thanks for having me, Liz. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another Sports Artie to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports Artie Snippets to see what Sports Artie guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.